Hi, and welcome back to another episode of It Gets Better. I'm your host, Lindsay Atkinson. And today's episode is going to be 29 things I've learned by the age of 29. Because when you're listening to this episode, it is the day or two days before my 29th birthday. And that just seems crazy to me. Does anyone else, maybe just as, I don't know if it's as I get older, if I've always been like this, I'm like, are you sure? Like, am I sure that I'm going to be 29? That just doesn't sound right. I'm like, there's no way that I've been here for 29 years. But at the same time, I also feel like I've been through so much and I've experienced quite a bit that I'm like, well, it does also feel like it's been 29 years. But maybe there's just a part of me that will probably never go away that just doesn't feel 29. And that could also be that age doesn't feel like a, you know we have this idea in our head of what a certain age is supposed to feel like and then you get that age and you're like you know what nope <laughs> I still feel the same and it makes me feel so guilty for all the times I told any of like my family members or anyone older than me when I was a kid like you can't do that or you can't act like that because you're you're older than me like you see like um p- parents or something making tiktoks and all the comments are like oh my gosh you're too old for this and I'm thinking well if I feel this way when I'm 50 I might still want to make TikToks. Come on. Like age doesn't define like the way you feel on the inside whatsoever. I mean, obviously there's more experience and more life lived, but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you just wake up one day and you're like, "Eh, I don't want to have fun anymore. So I don't know. That was a little tangent. I am sitting here at my desk looking out the window. When you're watching this though, I will be in Hawaii. It'll be my first time ever going. Uh, Noah and I are going for my birthday, uh, which I think will be perfect because my birthday also is right around Mother's Day. And since this will be the second Mother's Day without my mom, um, second birthday without my mom, I feel like it would just be a good time to take a trip and like get away. Um, So I am really excited for that, but I'm sitting here at my desk currently when I'm recording this looking out the window I've got my big Stanley cup full of water I just ordered some Postmates some kava kava is so good I get the same thing every single time I probably should change it up but you know I don't want to mess up something that isn't broken because my order is so good anyways let's get in with the episode so here are 29 things that I have learned by the age of 29 number one I cannot force anyone to change or become the version of them that I have in my mind. Sometimes we see other people in our lives and we see how much potential they have and we see maybe they're going down a a bad path or we just, we know there's better out there for them. We see them struggling and I have for my entire life tried to fix people. I think it started with my mom. I really just wanted her to see a different type of life that was out there and it was a hard reality that I had to learn that I cannot force anyone to become who I want them to be. I can't force someone to see their potential. I can't force someone to love themselves. I can't force anyone to heal. And that was really hard for me to learn, especially with my job, because I want people to see their potential and see how great their life can be. And maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you know people in your life that you've just wanted to be like, wake up, like look around, like you have so much going on for you and you can change, you can do this, you can heal. But isn't there that saying like you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink? I would give people in in my life, and I still do this, it is still a habit of mine, people, especially my family, tools and resources and financial resources to try and help them change their lives. And if no one wants to do it, like you you can't force them. And I I guess in a way, it's I don't want to say it's freeing when you finally accept it, but it 
because it's hard. It's not something that I feel at peace with because, you know, I'm always going to feel sad when I watch people that I love struggle um, and hurt, but I have realized that I can't control it. So when I try and use all of my energy to force someone to change, it's not helping anyways. But instead, if I just am there for people and I support the way, the best way that I can without hurting myself, then I'm still making sure to live my life in the best way. I'm not, I'm not, what is that phrase? I'm not lighting myself on fire. What is it? It's like, don't light yourself on fire trying to keep someone else warm. Does that make sense? I'm not lighting myself on fire anymore in the hopes of keeping people around me warm because I can't hurt myself trying to get someone else to see their potential. Number two, therapy is hard but amazing. I was so afraid to go to therapy for so long and I am so glad that I finally did it. I don't know what it is about talking about our issues but getting it out of your head just helps you see it from such a a much clearer picture. Same for journaling. I think when I write about it, it also helps me. And I did a lot of journaling prompts, prompts with my therapist. But I've learned that when we keep things inside for so long, it just sits there and just bubbles up and waits for it to come to the surface. And it is so beneficial to just talk with someone and like let yourself say the things and acknowledge the things and validate the things that you deserve to have said and acknowledged and validated and I know it's scary talking to a therapist and I know it's a hard road but um it is worth it and I think if you've ever considered going to therapy and like oh I don't need it but you've thought about it there's no harm harm in trying it out and seeing if maybe it is for you and maybe it helps you in ways you don't realize it will help but I'm also going to say it is uncomfortable I sometimes see therapy promoted as like therapy is cool and it is I love that people say that it is cool but we also want to remind people and give them the truth that it's hard. It is difficult to sit across from a stranger and tell them about yourself and your problems and your struggles and to be brutally honest because that's why you get the the benefit of therapy is you learn to become brutally honest about what you're feeling without all that shame around it and it takes time. It takes a lot of uncomfortable comfortable work but I do promise it is worth it. So yes, therapy is cool but I want to be honest. It is also tough but it is 100% worth it. Which leads me to number three, validating your feelings is always better than shaming them. I, Our feelings are just part of who we are. Being sad, angry, jealous, spiteful, it's normal. It is okay to want to work on your feelings. It is okay to want to work on things. It is okay to want to better yourself. But you are in no way, shape, or form bad or inhuman or bad or like abnormal for feeling certain ways. And the more we shame our feelings, the more we feel guilt for those things and almost the more we have those feelings when you just accept something and acknowledge it and you become aware of it it's easier to let it dissipate and fade away than when we try and force something into the darkness and the shadows but it's still there and it's just waiting to be acknowledged so don't let anyone make you feel bad for having bad days and being human and having your emotions because it is part of the human experience number four we don't always see our growth and change until we look back Isn't it crazy that there is probably something in your life right now or maybe recently that you were like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get through this. How am I ever going to overcome this? It could be something small or big. Maybe you have to give a public speech or maybe you have something really big you're trying to work through or complete and like, how am I ever going to do this? And we always, at least for me, I can never see how I'm going to overcome it. And then I just one day realize I'm looking at another problem thinking, how am I going to overcome this? But if I stop and look back, I realize how many things I have overcome, how much growth I've had, how much change I've had, how much healing I've had 
We don't always, sorry if you can hear the siren in the background, we don't always see our healing, our growth, and our change, and how much we've overcome, and how resilient we are, and how strong we are, until we look back, until we, like, take a minute to, like, celebrate ourselves, celebrate yourself, and remind yourself, you have overcome these things before, you have found the resources, and you have figured it out before, you will do it again. Number five, Sometimes the things we think we have to change about ourselves are actually what make us so special. I realize as I've gotten older that the things that other people have made me feel bad about in myself were actually qualities that maybe they wished they had. For example, there's this sound that goes around on TikTok. It's like, let them cringe. Let them think you're cringy or whatever. I love that so much because so many times we start to hide ourselves and like, I don't know why I'm getting emotional today. Hide ourselves and like put our best qualities away because someone else made us feel bad about it. And they said it was cringy or gross or embarrassing or awkward when really they haven't figured out how to let themselves loosen up and have fun and be their true brightest self so they're cringing at something that they they're cringing because they haven't realized that they can loosen up and they can have those qualities or whatever it is it doesn't mean that you are supposed to put it away if you are loud and funny and like to dance and sing and like to do whatever like what if you weren't supposed to change that what if someone else made you feel bad about it because they were jealous as kids we're always told like you know, if someone's making fun of you, it's because of their because je- they're jealous, and you never want to believe that. When you get older, you start to realize when I when I was in a toxic phase and was always making fun of people, especially in my head, or if I was being mean about people, I was jealous. I was spiteful because I hadn't real- realized my own potential yet. I was spiteful and jealous of people that could be fun and make content on on TikTok. Or it wasn't TikTok yet, but make content on YouTube back then because I was too afraid to make YouTube content. And then I stopped really, I stopped thinking those people were cringy once I learned that I could do it too. Once I let myself out of the box I had put myself in. So don't let someone else put you into a box just because they haven't figured out how to get out of their own box yet. Number six, what you focus on expands. I do not believe that everything in our life is a product of our thoughts. I know some people say like you manifest whatever you think about. I do not believe that. Life just happens. Life is tough. Life is hard. It can just come at you. But life is also beautiful and abundant and wonderful. We have to look for those things though. So what I'm saying is you can't control every aspect of, of your life. But what you focus on does expand. I do believe in a way, though, that like attracts like. Not every single little detail of your life, of course. Like I said, I don't believe that. I I do not want anyone to ever listen to this podcast and think that I'm saying that a horrific experience that happened to you that you attracted because that is not true. But I'm saying if you are super pessimistic and hard on yourself and, you know, kind of not nice to yourself you probably notice that the people that you attract are are similar because when you're confident and proud of yourself and you don't put others down you notice that the people around you are the same they kind of reflect you a little bit and so I think it's important to notice that when you what you focus on does expand because you start to notice more of that in the world so when you try to focus on healing and growing and abundance and happiness and success you do notice more of that you do find more of it So while I don't want you to 
deny your bad days and your bad feelings, remember that you can still, at the end of it, after you let those feelings out, of course, focus on the greatness in your life. And easy ways to do um, gratitude journaling. I have the five-minute journal, and that is one of the best tools and res- or res- resources that I have ever come across. It is such a simple task to wake up every morning and write out my three daily, th- three things I want to focus on each day, three things I'm grateful for, three things that would make my day great, and three great things that happen each day. Because when I'm focusing on those things, more of it comes to me. So what you focus on expands. Number seven, you are holding yourself back because you want everyone to like you. Sometimes we don't go after our dreams because we are so afraid what people are going to think and we don't want to put ourselves out there and feel rejected. Not everyone is going to, be, to like you, but hear this out. You have to dare to be hated in order to be loved. You have to be willing to let someone out there that you probably don't even know and you'll never know about. You have to be willing to let someone despise you or think you're cringy in order for other people to also love you and see your brightness. Now, you're lovable at all times. But what I'm saying is if you want to do great things in the world, you have to do great things. You can't have all these great ideas and these big ideas and not do them because you're afraid people won't like you. You have to focus on the people you will be helping and serving, people you who will like you. You have to have people, in order to find your true people, you have to be your true self. And not everyone is going to like that. But the people that are meant to find you, that will love you so wholly, will find you. But you have to be willing to put yourself out there and do the big things that you know you're capable of in order to find that. Who cares what someone else thinks about you, Okay. It is hard. It is hard to not care, let's be honest. But when you start being your boldest, brightest self, it is scary at first when you start to think about people who may not like what you have to say or what you're doing. But once you really embrace it and you start to see how many like-minded people are still out there and how many people will love you, you'll it'll be easier to not care about the people that don't like you or don't have don't like what you have to say. And you'll notice that they're not going to be around. Think about Instagram, for example. When I post something that someone doesn't agree with, it is scary at first, but typically that person sees it and they may send me a hateful message and then I block them, they're gone. Or they unfollow me. And it's like, oh no, there's that fear of someone unfollowing me. But I realized once they unfollow me, they're gone. I just made room for someone else to come in that does like what I have to say. Instead of watering myself down and trying to be likable by everyone, and in turn not sharing my best, boldest, brightest, greatest ideas. So you have to dare to be hated. You're not going to be hated, and if they hate you, it's none of your business. You have to dare, at least allow yourself to dare to be hated. That way you can do those great things that you know you're capable of. Number eight, this was a big one for me. I have to treat myself like someone I love to become someone I love. You have to treat yourself like someone you love to become someone you love. Think about a high school bully always nitpicking you and being mean to you and bullying you, making little rude comments. You probably don't like them very much. You think they're mean. You think they're rude. Now ask yourself, are you doing those things to yourself? Are you treating yourself poorly? See it as separated and see see it as two different people. Are you treating you like a bully? It's pretty normal to not really like someone that treats you like crap. That's normal. So don't treat yourself like crap because you want to love yourself. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to be loved. You are lovable. You are wonderful. And you know that. So you have to ask yourself, why am I treating myself like someone I don't like? 
And you'll notice that as you develop more of those qualities of being nice to yourself, being kind to yourself, and supporting yourself, the more you genuinely just love yourself. Number nine, action is the number one most important part of manifesting. I almost wanted to take myself out of the manifesting genre for a long time. Now I call myself more self-growth and lifestyle, but I wanted to take myself out of manifest for a long time because I felt like so many people made it seem like manifesting was closing your eyes, visualizing, and then like someone knocked on your door and gave you a free check. I don't think if you get a check in the mail that's not addressed to you and you don't know where it's coming from because you see all those people saying like they manifest all these checks in the mail and they don't know where it's coming from. I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to cash a check. You don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> you got to work for it. You have to put in the work for your dreams. I'm not saying you got to like, you know, like go crazy and never rest. It's about balance. But you have to go out and work for yourself. You have to show up for yourself and do the work if you want the big things in your life to manifest. And that's okay because you can romanticize the work when you're visualizing to make it a little bit easier. I can't manifest a podcast if I don't record the podcast episodes. You can think about something all day long, but until you get up and do the work, it's just not going to happen. Number 10, it's about what your life feels like, not what your life looks like. You make it in life by loving how your life feels, not how it looks to everyone else. It doesn't really matter what other people think about your life and how it looks to people on the internet or in person if you like how it feels. Your version of success is what feels good to you, is what feels like success to you. 11, going back to toxic people is a bad idea. Now, people can change and you can give people second chances, but there are people that you know that I know It's just, you just can't go back into it. Your environment matters. If you take yourself out of a toxic environment and you try to go back to it because maybe you miss it, you're going to realize those people, when when you leave a toxic environment, you will change. When I moved out of my hometown, I changed so much. And now when I go back, I notice that people around me, they expect me to fit into a role that I don't fit into anymore. And it is hard because when you go back to those environments, it is easier to want to feel comfortable and be the version of people that they want you to be so that you can feel loved and liked and supported. But you have to remember that at the end of the day, you've worked hard on yourself and you deserve to be who you've worked to be. Don't be upset if people don't like who you've become, the new version you've worked on, because it's their loss that they don't get to experience the beautiful person you've become. 12. Jealousy cheats you out of a life that you deserve. When we see jealousy, it is a sign from our intuition, from our our subconscious, our inner child of what we want and what is capable. When I was jealous of people making YouTube videos, it was a sign that I was supposed to make a YouTube channel. If I had let that jealousy cloud me for too long, I would have never started my channel and I would not be where I am today. Instead of feeling jealous and taking it out on someone, ask yourself, do some inner work. What is this telling me? Is this showing me a sign of what I want in my life? Do the inner work and remind yourself that if you're jealous of something because you want it, you are just as deserving and worthy as someone else. And maybe it's just a sign you need to go out there and take it for yourself. That doesn't mean take it, from, take it from someone else. I mean, like, go out and show up for yourself and work for it because you're just as deserving as anyone else. 13. Sometimes it's okay to go to bed angry. I was raised on the phrase that never go to bed angry when it comes to marriage and relationships. And I think of that phrase very broad now when it comes to everything. And it's not necessarily that I literally go to bed angry, um, but think about any time you've had an argument with anyone. For me, it could be family members, it could be Noah, it could be friends, it could be anyone. I used to think that I had to talk 
sit there and talk it out with someone and hash it out until it was solved because of that phrase you never go to bed angry which to me meant like you never leave a situation until you figured it out until you guys have come to a conclusion but something I've learned is that is not always healthy sometimes the best thing for a heated situation is to let it cool off and you let it cool off by taking a step back Kind of like Lillian Marshall in How I Met Your Mother where they put a pause on their arguments. You know, take a little bit of time. And usually after that time away from thinking about it, your headspace is a little bit clearer and you're thinking a bit more rational. And then everything in, ends up, you know, solving itself a lot easier. And I also try to remind myself whenever I get in an argument with anyone that I care about, I remind myself we are not on opposite teams here. We are, we are playing and fighting on the same side. So... Remind yourself that in heated moments that you are on the same team and the same side. So that way, when you are in stressful, heated situations, you can look at it as a way of like, okay, this is a time where we're communicating about something, we're learning each other's communication, and we're figuring out what we want, and we're setting boundaries, and you know, this is still an important topic, but I want to make sure I communicate to them like, like there's someone I love and someone I care about, because I do care about them, even if the situation is stressful or argumentative or something like that and looking at it like that like we're on the same side especially if I'm talking with Noah has really helped us go from you know people that bicker about anything to realizing like some things aren't worth arguing about and also that to, to understand the other person's perspective um, and be kind and mindful during arguments. 14. The people you surround yourself with matter. If you're around people that are always toxic and putting you down and making you feel horrible about yourself, if you're around people that just make you feel bad, you have to find new people. You have to distance yourself and I know it's hard. Setting boundaries is so freaking tough. When I set boundaries with my mom, it was excruciating and I had to become aware of the toxic traits that I had also developed. And I had to be aware of who I was and why I was always surrounded with people that were catty and not nice because that obviously meant that I... I had to admit to myself I was also being catty and not nice. And we really do become the people we are around. That doesn't mean you have to cut off every single person in your friends or family that may have bad qualities, but you can distance yourself and notice that the people you surround yourself with most, make them people that inspire you. Your tribe or your group, your inner circle should be people that uplift you, inspire you, and motivate you that believe in you just like you believe in them. There's that quote that like you, your friends should, should not be afraid to say your name in a room full of other people when you're not around. I love that. I love to, to shout out my friends. I love to cheer on my friends. Your friends should love to cheer you on. Which leads me to number 15. You can and will make new friends and family throughout life. I was so scared for a long time that I was always going to be the girl with mommy issues and daddy issues. And then I realized you can and will make new family. My friends in my life have become family. Noah and his family have become my family. It doesn't always have to be blood related. It doesn't always have to be relationships. It could be friends. It could be coworkers. You can, if you are someone who does not have a family where you feel loved and supported, you can and will make new family. Okay, and I love you so much. I feel like it's one, it is so hard because you grow up and you listen to people. You may relate to this if you have grown up in a similar background as me. When people be like, oh yeah, one of my biggest things I look for when I want to get married or grow up is someone comes from a good family or a good loving home. And it's like, well, I, can't, I didn't get to pick that. And then you just think, oh, am I, is that what it's going to feel like for me forever? And it's like, it doesn't have to. I heard the term recently, soul family, which is basically like family that you're not, maybe you're not blood related to 
you can absolutely google this if you want but it says that you know everyone has soul family people that you relate so deeply to and you feel like you have a connection with and you feel like you've been waiting your whole life to meet them um, and it doesn't have to be the people that you were born around and it's it's also wonderful if the people you your birth family is beautiful you should also be so proud of that never be never feel like you have to you know not be proud of coming from a loving home I think Noah sometimes would try to downplay how great his family was around me and I'm like no I want people to have loving families I'm not like rooting for people to have bad home lives like no that's it's a beautiful thing when people come from beautiful families but I also know the reality is not everyone does and it's just a reminder that you will find your soul tribe if not. And even if you do have a beautiful family, you'll still meet new people along the way that become part of your family still, which is so beautiful to think we have so many people we haven't even met yet that we're going to meet and feel so connected with and share these beautiful memories with and like great laughs and late night combos with and you haven't even met them. Like it's something so great to look forward to. Number 16, you are not your trauma. Your trauma are things that happen to you, but that is not all you are. You are your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations and your laugh and your love. And you were so incredible. I had a friend tell me this. I mentioned it in my, I think my last episode that I had, that it was okay that I talked about my past, but that if I forever only, because it used to be my content was only about my, my trauma. That's all I talked about all the time. And she had to tell me like, I didn't know anything about myself, anything. And she had to tell me like, you're telling your inner self that's all you are, that that's all you have to offer is the hard stuff that happened to you. And you are so much more than that. Like, yes, you should feel, you are allowed to be proud and not do not be ashamed of what you've been through. You're allowed to be proud of it. You're allowed to talk about it. You should not be ashamed of it. It is something that happened to you and it, you may feel like it is a part of you. I feel like it's a part of me, but that is not all I am. I am also a hardworking person that worked my ass off. I'm also a proud content creator. I'm a podcaster. I'm a wife. And why am I getting so teared up? I, I don't know. This is just who I am, I guess. I am emotional. I'm sensitive. I'm a whole other human being. I am not just that trauma. And I don't want to tell my inner self anymore that that's all I am. Because I have so much else to offer. And there's so much life that we deserve to experience. And not let that overshadow everything. 17, our inner child and inner teenager deserve to come out. You know the part of you that you hide away, the one that used to sing freely with your brush as a microphone and dance around, the one that had massive goals and loved being fun and joyful and eventually people told us to be realistic and that we had to grow up? That part of you is still in there. The part of you that liked to walk barefoot in the grass and play with chalk, you can let that part of you out. You do not have to always be so serious. We can have fun. We deserve to be silly and dance and sing. Now, yes, we have adult responsibilities as we get older, but that doesn't mean the fun has to end. You are allowed to acknowledge that inner part of you, however that feels. 18, trust those light bulb moments. You know those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I just had the craziest idea. Start writing those down. Put them in a notepad or something. Make a voice memo. That is your intuition kind of like telling you like, hey, a little hey, this idea, this is for you. But especially when it comes out of nowhere, you're like, where did that even come from? How did I get that idea? That is your intuition. Do not be afraid to follow that. Whew. I had to take a water break because <laughs> this is a lot of talking. Number 19, discipline over motivation always. I used to search for motivation constantly and wonder why I never was motivated to go after my dreams. And I think it was Mel, Rob- Mel Robinson that talked about if you wait for motivation, you'll never 
I get it. But if you become disciplined and work towards your goals first, then the motivation follows when you start to see results. That is so true. If you force yourself to be disciplined now and you start to see results, you will find motivation to continue. Now that that will still go away sometimes. There's so many moments when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm not motivated to work today. But I have now found the discipline that knows that sometimes I got to work. You know, I got to get up and do the thing because I have a life that I want to live and a type of life I want to live and things I want to do. And I can't wait for motivation to come all the time. I got to be disciplined. And that's hard for me because as a kid, I was kind of allowed to do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to skip school and just not go, I didn't go. I The truant officers were at my house all the time. I missed school all the time. I didn't turn in assignments. I still don't know how I graduated high school, to be honest. And I definitely did not grow up with a sense of discipline. And I just felt like I could kind of do whatever I wanted and no one really noticed. But I had to reparent myself as an adult and remind myself how important it is to be disciplined. Number 20 enjoy your alone time. I used to think when I was by myself, I would just sit, watch TV. That was it. Now, I still like to sit and have a binge day every now and then or a lot of times. Okay, I'm a true Taurus, (laughs) but I also love to just figure out who I am on my own. For example, you don't have to wait to be around someone to go to the movies, to go out to dinner, to go sit in the park and read. You can take yourself to do those all by yourself. Learn to enjoy your own company. I, it makes life so much more fun. I wish I had learned this a lot earlier on. I probably learned this maybe since moving to New York. It kind of forced me out of my shell a good bit because before this, I would not do anything by myself. I would just stay home. And I, again, I do love to stay home and have my alone time at home too. But I am now at a place where if I want to go do something and I want to get my nails done or something, I used to would have never done that. I would have never taken myself to get my nails done if no one else could come with me. Now I go every few weeks and get my nails done by myself. I love it. I play a podcast while I'm in there. It's my time. And it's it's honestly fun. It took some, t- took some time to enjoy my own company like that and a little bit of exposure therapy because I do have a good bit of anxiety. But it was so helpful in the end. I feel so much more independent now and like comfortable with who I am. Number 21 wholesome beautiful love exists I have experienced a ton of hurtful hard love with my mom and also with relationships I have had an abusive relationship in the past I've had toxic relationships and I just kind of thought okay well that's it I am not saying that the wholesome beautiful love I have now doesn't come with hard work it does it takes a lot of effort and communication and hard work but it is wholesome beautiful love It is kind love. It is respectful love. It is not hurtful. It is not physically hurtful. It is not mentally hurtful. Number 22, this moment you're at right now is not your final destination. Things can change at any moment. No one, when they have their big break or something, when their life changed, no one is sitting there thinking like, oh, my life's going to change in two seconds. No, it usually just happens. But in order for that to happen, you can't give up. Don't give up on yourself because things aren't going your way yet. If you're not where you want to be, don't don't just throw in the towel and say, this is it. It didn't work out for me. You have so much time. Okay. If you're in a hard place right now, a hurtful place, you can keep going. And I promise you things can change. Number 23, live intentionally to live your best life. It's pretty easy to live on autopilot and to just go about your day and not think about why you're doing certain things. But then we wake up every day wondering why we don't see change in our life. It is because we have to live with intention. We have to ask ourselves why we are doing the things we're doing. It's, it's about becoming aware. Self-awareness is so important. Having a reason behind the actions you're taking. Instead of just living your life wondering why you're not seeing any changes, ask yourself, 
what what are my intentions in my throughout my day what can i do to live out those intentions why am i doing this certain thing i'm doing right now you can have little check-ins with yourself throughout the day why am i doing this right now how do i feel how do i want to feel what could i do to help me feel the way i want to feel and see what happens 24 you deserve to rest and you deserve to relax hustle culture is not in anymore guys i mean we do have to work for ourselves i am all about hard work but you work better when you rest hard. What is that? Rest hard, play hard, work hard, play hard, rest. Work. Okay, we're going to say work hard, play hard, rest hard. You have to enjoy your life and give yourself time off to do your best work. Number 25, take accountability for what you've done and have some humility, but don't be ashamed of the fact that you were a learning human. If you were doing your best and you were struggling and you know, you did some things you weren't proud of. I have things from my past I'm not proud of. I stole when I was younger. I, what else did I do? I did drugs and I drank a lot when I was young, way underage, and I was mean to people and I was hurtful and I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of. And I take accountability for that and I have humility for that, but I can also say that I've worked for, I've worked past that and I have grown. I did the work for that. So I'm not ashamed and attacking myself for it anymore. I just accept that that's who I was I am not that person anymore. You can take accountability and accept what you've done while also giving yourself grace for the fact that you were, you're literally a human. 26, you can forgive someone for you and not just for them. I, there are people, I lost my virginity to an assault. I don't know why I like cannot ever say the R word. It's like the hardest word for me to say, but I think, I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, I lost my virginity to, for, to an assault when I was 14 and I will never get given it get an apology from this person and I don't forgive them I forgive I don't even know how to even say it I forgive them for me I don't forgive the act I don't think it's forgivable and I think that's okay to say that but I forgive them for myself I forgive them in a way that I don't want to go to sleep at night thinking about it anymore I don't want it to control my life anymore they have to deal with that if they can't sleep at night that's on them I don't deserve to lose sleep anymore after 14 years because I'm now, oh, I'm after 15, almost 15 years now, I don't deserve to lose sleep anymore over what they did. It's a weird way of calling it forgiveness, I guess, but I'm forgiving them for myself. 27, you've got to try something new to do something new. If I had never moved out of my hometown, I cannot imagine where I'd be now. I had so much growth and I just self-growth from moving. I became an entirely different person from moving. And I did not expect that. Sometimes we think that all the beliefs in our head are what we're going to be with. At least I did for forever. I just thought that was how I believed. And every time I surround myself with new people or I try new things, I notice that I slowly become different. I grow. I evolve. And we have to get out of our comfort zones and try new things to figure out who we are. You have so much going on. You have so many things you haven't even unlocked about yourself that you won't know until you try new things. So when you have those opportunities to get out of your comfort zone and try something new, meet new people, you know, people that aren't like you, go to situations that are not, you know, go to events or things that aren't typical for you, try it. Explore the world and figure out who you are, not just who you were told to be. 28, you cannot hate your body into a body that you will love. You have to love your body into a body that you love, which 
is really tough in the world and society that we live in that is constantly making us feel like we're not good enough and that we need to change our appearances in any way shape or form I used to move my body almost out of hatred towards it or anger towards it and I realized you can't hate or hurt something into something you love the action you take has to match if you want the outcome of something to feel a certain way the action you take to get there has to have that same feeling if you want the outcome of anything to be loved and happy and accepted then the the action along the way needs to be filled with love and happiness and acceptance so i've learned that i have to move my body and fuel my body out of love and acceptance and appreciation for the body that i have every step of the way and number 29, there's a lot of loud noise going on outside, so I'm wrapping up. <laughs> um, your life is not made up of one big act. It is made by little tiny steps every single day. Don't let yourself get too stressed out by the big picture. Sometimes we think we want to manifest. I think this came from Will Smith from like a YouTube video a long time ago. Maybe it was Jim Carrey. It was one of those. It was They were talking about how sometimes you want to manifest a big brick house. But if you instead of trying to force this big, beautiful brick house all at once, you focus on one brick at a time, slowly but surely, building each layer of the brick house, focusing on your habits, your mindsets, your daily routine, the people you're around, the way you treat yourself. One day you'd look up and realize you have a beautiful brick house. But instead of spending your entire life thinking about the brick house, you were working on the details. You were enjoying the process. What I'm trying to say is I know there's these things you want to manifest and these things you want to do in your life, but enjoy your life. I'm 29 and I t- I've talked about this in my last episode. I spent so much of my life overthinking and overwhelmed and anxious and stressed about what everyone was thinking about me and th- trying to get to the end of my goals. Once I learned to just enjoy the journey, I realized the outcome is not always that important. I don't know how many TikTok followers I'm going to have at the end of the day. I don't know how many Instagram followers I'm going to end up with one day. I don't know all these different things. But I, knew, I do know that I want to focus on the here and now. I want to enjoy my life and I want you to enjoy your life. None of us want to wake up one day and realize that we are so obsessed with the end results that we never stop to enjoy what we had. We never stop to enjoy the people we were with. That we didn't enjoy the small moments enough and the small moments matter. And truthfully, when you focus more on the smaller details, the smaller moments of your life, I feel like things manifest a lot faster anyways. I'm just going to be honest. I feel like when you just enjoy where you're at and you're not so forced and obsessed with the outcome, it just comes a little easier when you let that resistance go a little bit. Okay. I love you. I love you so much. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I 29 things at once was kind of tough to come up with. So hopefully I didn't repeat any. But either way, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to know what is something that you've learned by whatever age you are at because we are all constantly learning and growing. So if you want, it could be kind of cool to take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your stories, tag me so I can see it, um, and let me know something that you learned either from this episode or something that you learned that I did not mention. We can all share our little life lessons with each other. I think that could be really fun if you would like to. Um, my Instagram and TikTok are at lindsay.adkinson. If you like this episode and you want to leave it a review, it would mean the world to me. And I love you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye.